Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Very happy for you to sit in between us. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a kick up in that quarter, we had a real chance of winning it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. Absolutely nailed it. So, you know what I did this weekend for the first time in I think about 15 years was attend a, a local game of footy? Yeah, I would, I would have done that for a fair while actually. Yeah, I was, was when we were standing up on the hill with all the old blokes drinking the tinnies and smoking the durries. Um, I was trying to figure out when was the last time I went to a, like a, a local footy, um, and yeah, fifteen was the number I came up with. I actually think it's a bit more than that. But yeah, I reckon mine would have been actually down watching Morphy Park in Adelaide with some mates. Um, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think my last time was uh, the last time I played, which would have been. 2000, uh, 1999 or yeah, 1998. Yeah, I actually know about 2000. Somewhere around there. How'd it go compared to memory? You know what? The standard was actually all right. It was pretty good. The ball movement and uh, every time somebody kicks a goal, there's three ob, three off, three on. Yeah, but no one cares about the standard of the footy. I want to know, do they have the same stereotype characters in the crowd as yeah, every yeah, other yeah, yeah, country yeah, footy yeah. league? It's the same everywhere. Uh, yelling out abuse and giggling as they go. Um, there were a couple of ex-AFL players running around. Um, for Doncaster Sharks, they had Adam Fiora was running around in the back lines. Oh yeah, and he was another one of the Richmond's uh, players who gave, yeah. they gave away and they actually turned out good. He'd, or, actually, you know, he'd actually love to be described as an ex AFL player too. I reckon. Well, it's accurate. So yeah, um, and Heath Scotland, he was running around. Oh yeah, Just, such a shame because I thought he'd be working at the Fireys by now. Since that, <laughs> that was his excuse every time he went up to the tribunal. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the standard was pretty good. Oh, Nathan Thompson was standing behind us because it's his home club as well, I think. Oh, really? I think he played from last year, but he wasn't playing. I don't know. He's a big unit. He's massively tall. Um, but yeah, he was there with a few cans too. But uh, yeah, the Doncaster Sharks, they got up. Well, I assume I left at three-quarter time and they were, they were winning easy. Pumping it. Yeah, yeah it was, I was pretty surprised at how good the standard was for suburban footy. So there you go. Um, back to the real stuff. Uh, Friday night. Richmond and Hawthorne, um, I think the Richmond's the only story here. Because uh, last week when they, uh, all, all the talk about how they let one go with Frio and all the focus on Basher, forgotten. All yeah. gone. All out the window. Well, I think it was remembered up until Basher had his, up until Basher's first kick out was a good one. I still can't figure out how they actually did it. Like, how did they manage to, to Hawthorne the Hawks? Yeah, uh, they just and they did it for all four quarters. Yeah, you get even the commentators all night were going. You know, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. Um, the only time Hawthorne got a bit of a roll on was in the second quarter, and yeah. it was from um, dumb mistakes yeah. from the Tigers kicking it out of the full, and then kind of lucky goals that the Hawks were getting. And the thing is, you're never going to keep a uh, squad like Hawthorne like that sort of barren for four quarters. They're always going to have that ability to bounce back, and they're always going to do it at some point in the match. Tell you what, you would have been a game Richmond supporter in the third quarter to be sledging Hawthorne. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there wouldn't have been too many Richmond supporters going into it that positive, I think, in the first place. So. <laughs> I think it was more one of those, uh, you see the supporters going, are we fucking doing this? I can this, tell you, a, happening? a true Richmond supporter would not have gone into that game thinking they could win because they would but, remember the last 20 years of uh, getting your hopes up and then just going, ha-ha, nah, get fucked. I don't know. I think a true Richmond supporter would be more confident going in against Hawthorne than would be going against, against Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. But um, I mean, but they actually would have went to this game. So <laughs> Just like... In true Richmond style, though, um, they've come up and beaten um, Hawthorne, the reigning premiers, and running in hot form, and actually slid down the ladder one spot. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Got to win over Hawks, lose a spot on the ladder. It's the old frog crawling up the well thing. Yeah. You know, two, two steps up and one down. And yeah, The funny part to me, though, was Hawthorne were typically efficient. They had a 74% efficient re- efficiency uh, by hand and foot to Richmond's 70, but Richmond looked to use the ball better, in my eyes. Uh, and they had more of it. Um, they were very a lot con- more run. They, they were very content to uh, pick the short twenty metre kick, mm-hmm. um, which Hawthorne were allowing. And what they do is they try and tempt you to um, go for a risky option or try and run it through where all their uh, men are. Yep. And they were just like, no, we're just going to keep kicking it to them. And see, they didn't fuck it up. And this is like what I was saying before, where I think that Hardwick might be coming out to be sort of the the next strategic coach who can manage to get the, the team that shouldn't really get across the line in a lot of games and just figure out the strategy that will make it work. It's taken a while, but it looks like all the Tigers are on board now. Well, and that's the thing. Like, It looked like it was a bit more spread out with their sort of effective playmakers in this game. It wasn't the usual people stepping up. Like They got, they got held pretty well for a lot of the match. Um, but yeah, it spread I, out with... Uh, Conker was back as well, wasn't he? I actually agree. Yep. The, I think their second string players stepped up quite well. Like, Vickery yeah. had a good game. Yeah, presented himself well down the field. Yeah, Rance had a blinder. Rance did good without having like direct influence. Does that make sense? Like everything he did to structure that back line, almost did like a hodgy going across half back. What happened with Rance though is Jared Ruffhead had one of the all time shockers. Yeah, yeah. anything he touched, (laughs) like, and then he get frustrated. He yelled, "That's fifty! Like, what the fuck's that fifty for?" And then. Poor old Ranger. In red rounds as well, poor bastard. And I mean, yeah. they set the standard for shit umpiring for the weekend oh, too. fuck me. They were some fucking shockers. Yeah, we were watching this game. And yeah, we had, Richmond uh, was murdered by the umpires. <laughs> <laughs> we had two Richmond supporters watching and uh, and myself, who's Hawthorne. And when Chaplin hand-passed it <laughs> yeah. over the sidelines, <laughs> it's yeah. one of those ones that's so bad, you can't be angry. Yeah, it, you exactly. can't believe it. piss myself laughing. And even the umpires getting a bit, bit happy with the old notebook there. Taken down. Uh, who was Lake. that? Yeah, Lake. Was, that's right. Was, I think if there was any other player, it would have been just. Uh, but because it's Brian Lake, the ump's gone. Well, he's probably done something, so I'll pop, I'll pop him in there. Lake couldn't believe it was a free kick, and he's yeah. like, "And you reported me? Yeah, like Jesus, <laughs> what the fuck did I do?" And um, it was a bit soft on both occasions too. And Frawley got reported as well. Um, you go well, okay for the 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 tackle. Yeah, but I, I don't know if the, the the sling tackle. You know, it's sort of it's the new head high bump. Um, yeah. you got no idea where it's going to go. No. And then um, I saw some people thinking that Hodge could be reported for striking Grimes's imaginary nose. <laughs> so, I don't think he hit him. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. But that might be another of the Brian Lake situations. Like, oh, who did it? Oh, it's Luke Hodge. Oh, we'll look at it. We'll look at it pretty carefully. <laughs> you look at Grimes, look like he's about 12. Probably start with Hodge on this one, I reckon. But I, I tell you what, there's WWE wrestlers that are taking notes from Grimes on that one. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's got to make make work for him what he's got because he's not going to muscle anyone about. <laughs> he's he's got the four hundred uh, gamer build. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll call it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually in bees too. So, but look, the Tigers were impressive all night, and they had uh, every right to um, celebrate this one um, despite going down on the ladder. 
in my opinion, they're watching the match. There was no passengers on either side. Uh, well, even I though Hawthorne lost, I can think I, about fifteen passengers on our side. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I still think um, like Showmakers as your whipping boy. He had a great. He had never that one. one. Yeah, it was very interesting um, putting Showmakers as the uh, second ruck. Um, yeah, yeah. After Hale got subbed out, usually a, a role that they reserve for um, a roughhead if one of the other ruckmen go down. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but oh, I thought he won quite a few taps too. Um, so it's uh, good that he adds another string to his bow. I think it might have been good from um, Clarkson just to mix up a bit, just to try yeah. and adapt to what you're doing. And, um, you know, if you're not winning clearances or you're getting sort of beaten to the ball, then try and mix it up a bit. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's done well. He's like, at the um, After last week, the Hawks had four changes yeah. um, to the side and Showmakers wasn't one of them. So it wouldn't be yeah. many times in his career that's happened. This is true. The other thing is Brandon Ellis was still shit ass at picking out a target. <laughs> and like the dude needs to practice on his left foot for sure. Having said that, the Richmond backline overall, it's <sighs> fucking spectacular. The thing is I still don't understand how it works. Like how do they manage to do do what they do? I can't figure it out. It's like um I heard uh well, actually it might have been on one of the Rogers podcasts where they were talking about Chris Weidman and they don't know why he's so good. Why is he good, yeah. Yeah, it's like that with Richmond. I don't, just know, is. I don't know how they do this. By watching, it seems like they make the right decisions on when to leave their man. Because it's the most dangerous thing a backman can do is leave their man to help out someone else. Yeah. Because uh, if a goal gets kicked, you don't you don't want it on your man. And not only only has that not really been our forte, it's kind of been our best negative. Yeah. Like, that's the thing we've usually sucked at the best. <laughs> But um, you know, with, yeah. with Rance marshalling it back there, it seems like when you're a you look for those little wins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems like Hooley is able to know when to leave his man and then also leave the contest to be an option. Oh, he knows that he's, he's always <laughs> off the contest. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, but generally in the past he's left the contest while the ball's still getting kicked through the goals. Um, yep. But now he's sort of holding back, holding back, and then all right, the the ball's ready to for a quick hands out I'm, I'm ready to receive it and he'll receive it running rather than receiving it flat footed yeah. which is what's happened in the past and you actually look around as well I think um, maybe Martin and Cochin had a sort of a word to him and said mate when we're running through and we're calling for the ball yeah. you fucking give it to us mate you don't kick it we, we've said that one yeah there's, there's uh, dedicated kickers and uh, dedicated uh, givers yeah yep. and they're definitely <laughs> the, the, on the giving side of it um, but look it's looking like Richmond could really push hard for a top four finish. Have they got Sydney in the last five rounds? Do you know? I uh, don't know. I know we've got West Coast, which could be a real important game towards the end. Yeah. You know, we finish up with North. I know that. Yeah. So there's some uh, important games coming up for them. Um, yeah. I, and, the, and the thing is, with that, if you're not in the top four, then your finals position, you're not cemented until it's looking like going to be the last round. It's going to be, yeah, really going down to the wire. Yeah. Richmond have got Adelaide, Suns, Collingwood, and um, Essendon before North. So... Not yeah, that's a gentle run. Every one mm. of them is beatable, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so looking like they could push really high and um, host a final, um, which, you know, is the last time they did that, they lost to ninth. So yeah. I don't think that's going to happen again. So even uh, so, you'd have to reinforce the bandwagon. That thing's going to have to have four-wheel drive, <laughs> uh, three carriages. Fuck me. It's going to be Extra suspension. <laughs> just last thing on this while we're talking about Richmond, I just want to mention Trent Cochin. Um just on the outside chance, on this hypothetical, yeah. um, I don't think he'd be up there for the Brownlow this year. But if he did, like, has a great um, end of the season, gets all the votes. If the umpires hate Dusty Martin that much. <laughs> <laughs> if Fife gets rubbed out, right, and yeah. Cochin gets the Brownlow, then Asada or Wada wipe out Essendon and they take Joe Brown, uh, Joe Watson's Brownlow off him, yep. he could win two Brownlows in the one year <laughs> without getting the most votes either time. 
<laughs> For that reason alone, oh, three cotchin, three votes. Fucking yeah. BT over here pulling out the stats. I mean, that's Australian as fuck, isn't it? Just bradbury your way into a couple <laughs> Bradbury. <rounds>. bradbury. <laughs> yeah. That'd be brilliant. It's like we've got Bradbury and we've got Bishop in now. We're just like building up this little own lexicon of how to arse and your way into good fortune. That's it. Um, uh, okay, look, really last thing about the game though, Brett Delidio was the difference between the two sides. Yeah. Uh, kicked four goals and he looked threatening all night. Oh, hang on, no, no, milestone. Oh, oh Clark's two fifty. Yeah. See, that's the Clark fucking issue. Fault. Oh, you, we have we haven't lost. We haven't actually. We've beaten every side that's had a milestone and lost yeah. your own, including us, including yourselves. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good to see a Friday night football that's worth watching. Yeah, we, yeah. we've got, haven't we, had many. Well, I think we've got one more from Carlton for this year. Fuck, so. they can just fuck off. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, on to Saturday, and we had Geelong playing Brisbane Lions. I don't think anybody was too surprised in how this one went. I think uh, they would have been because no one would have watched the thing because they would have thought it'd suck. Yeah, and they were pretty much right. I think they got the same result anyway. Um, it was a bit funny that uh, Beams has had uh, shoulder issues, and they've decided to. Why the fuck would you do that? Roll him out. It's just yeah. how he goes. Like, yeah. just, you, I mean, you're uh, playing for sweet fuck all. They're in not fact, tanking. I'll yeah, give them that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, just you got a player who's a, a brilliant player, and he's not right so they've done what they did with Gary Ablett and go well fuck it we'll trot him out anyway what the fuck well <laughs> Gary's a, that one at least makes a little bit of sense this one's just he's he's actually injured you know yeah. um, it, it's not like they, they need anything and I mean I don't think that the there is sort of a barren team as a, it looks like on their results I think they've still got a core of something to build on as a good team because they're, they're a great they're, core they're, their midfield is fucking phenomenal it's, they've got a name midfield they, yeah, <laughs> if they can keep them healthy then I think they're in with a real red hot shot so why take that risk now and someone who's sort of you're not sure give them a rest mate let's just hit the ground running next season and see how you go yeah look I, I don't think anyone knows why you would do that mm. um, yeah just yeah, beyond <laughs> no words. Um, Stefan Martin, I thought, has had a, a brilliant run of form in a shit team, and now it looks like uh, he's going to have to be number one ruckman after Lewenberger went down. Yep, again, again. Um, he's another one of those blokes that when he's fit, he's great. And uh, no, no, he's not. He, he's <laughs> we we say it nearly every time. Like uh, he's, we were always told how great he's going to be, and I've never seen it. But no, and it, now he looks like he's probably going to be playing somewhere else next year. Yeah, well, he could be joining uh, Stokesy down in Bees or something. Because I tell you what, if, they, if the other team's already signed him, fuck, I hope they uh, set the price appropriately because it's just gone down. Yeah, I, I, I think he might be uh, picking up very uh, low on the list. I, I think he might be restricted or, or even um, uh, one year to go, but they'll be looking to trade him off, I think. I mean, at least Miss Robinson got um, he had a good game. Know, got a few touches in Rang Around. Yeah, so got to be happy good, with that. Good to see him represent. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Merritt. Um, got, a little, got around a little. I mean, he showed heart, even if he's got no soul. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh, for the Geelong side of things. Um, it's good to see that they've now got a, a genuine two-pronged forward line. Yeah. Um, oh, with uh, how strong did Tom Hawkins look? Yeah, I was going to say Josh Walker. Um, yeah. He took some absolute screamers. Uh, kicked five on the day, but uh, yeah, old Tomahawk, he's he's always there. And he's looking, yeah, like I said, he's looking a lot stronger, a little bit trimmer. Um, it seemed like a lot of, he had back injuries or something like that, wasn't it? A couple um, of years ago, he season, did. Yeah. It Could, just couldn't touch his toes. In this match, it yeah. looked like he was just manhandling everyone around him. Like, no one could stop him doing what he wanted to do. He only got 2-2, but he had a lot of good handballs inside 50 and a lot of uh, kicking to a guy in better position. And generally, when he leads, you, you, 
you'll usually have a plan of two defenders, one cutting off the lead and one trying to spoil, and yeah. you're drawing those players out um, from, you know, when it spills to the ground, what do they do then? But it's kind of like a Tony Lockett syndrome as well. Like, you know where he's leading, but uh, if you want to stand in front of him, you're a fucking brave bloke, because <laughs> he is coming. There are very uh, two different forwards too, because... Um, one-on-one, you're going to back Hawkins. Mm, yep. Where um, with uh, Walker, he's taking some really nice big pack marks. Yes, and That's absolutely. not something that you really associate with uh, with Tommy Hawkins. Yeah. But look, yeah. Um, it, it was a, a good showing by Geelong. Um, they did enough to get in the front and get the foot on the pedal um, to, to run out to, what, nearly 10-goal winners. Yep. Well, the other point of the game, uh, Stevie J Keep finally it. managed to get past uh, Billy Brownless after, I think it was about his sixth shot for... <laughs> Uh, getting past Billy Brownless's uh, goalkeeping record. Of- it does take a while to get around Billy <laughs> yep. these days. <laughs> and uh, he pointed straight to Billy. He knew exactly where he was sitting, so he pointed straight to him and uh, let him know about it. In fact, if you just walk around Billy constantly, you'll never see sun. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. Like, um, Stevie J seems like the sort of bloke where if you're playing on him or against him, he'll give you a mouthful of lip. But if you're one of his best mates, he'll still give you a ton of shit anyway. It's like, if, yeah, even if he's your best cunts. mate, you still want to punch him in the face. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sure a few of them have. Yeah. And then fact, they... yeah. Actually, fuck him. I don't think he's got best mates. <laughs> <laughs> if they are, they're only okay. the ones that he goes up to and goes, how good am I? Yeah. I'm good, aren't I? Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, they're not mates, they're mirrors. <laughs> MCG, Collingwood versus Melbourne. Collingwood coming off five in a row, um, but five, uh, how, how do you say, honourable losses. And uh, this one wasn't that honourable. No. Fucking poor Melbourne. They can't get anything right. They can't even tank properly now. <laughs> Fuck. I think the big story in this is sort of the little bit of discontent amongst the Collingwood army. Really? Um, down there, yeah. Not happy about empty stands. Um, not happy about not being listened to by the club. Generally not happy. Yeah. In general. In general, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not surprised there's empty stands. I reckon the next, um, the last six rounds will be <laughs> the lowest attended in the last 10 years. Yep. Um, because I think people have just had enough. And I think interstaters are the ones that are really put on the show. Well, oh, absolutely. Um, we, we, when you look at uh, Perth, I mean, yep. they're sellouts every week because of the, yep. the way the membership's structured. Yeah. Adelaide Oval's been killing it since they've moved there. Yep. Oh, fantastic and venue. Nobody goes to um, GWS or Gold Coast or Brisbane games. So yep. they never really matter. No, GWS yep. sold out. Yeah, they sold out Canberra. Yeah, it was 15,000. Yeah, but still, I mean, no, that is a good thing. (laughs) I mean, Canberra, I mean, there's only so many prostitutes and coke you can do. You know what I mean? You want something else on the weekend. Well, yeah, they had the uh, the Brom and Chopter coming in from Sydney. (laughs) The Bropter. (laughs) (laughs) I like how I made Chopper helicopter one word and you've just gone, (laughs) nah, three to one. make this shorter. You got to say, and then um, if you made it shorter, would it be the Abrupter Chopter? (laughs) More abrupt. Anyway, um, it was. uh, a great final quarter, I think, from uh, Melbourne. You know, the game was still in the balance going in yep. at three-quarter time. Um, but they, they did their best to almost throw it away. They kicked mm. a lot of points, a lot of shots on goals, but oh. eventually just the weight of possession got over the line. Yep. And Jesse fucking Hogan. Like, that bloke, the goals he got were crazy good. Like <laughs> His ability to work hard in the forward line too. Fuck, he's been having a very, very good year. And this game, I thought he was just an absolute standout. He's popped up a few times now. Um, I think it's fucking hilarious that they've banked like their entire season on new upstarts for like 10 years. They finally get one who's one. worth it, and they're like, everyone's over by now. Like, nah, <laughs> it's the wrong way to go. Just keep a fucking lid on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, while you're on that subject then, I thought Jack Watts um, 
look like finally his game uh, had grown into his maturity. Like yeah. he, he's always mm. played like that um, relaxed veteran that's got a lot of time. Yeah. Problem yep. was he never had that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was uh, one right at the end of the game where one of the younger lads was having a shot on goal, and I've forgotten who it was right now. Um, Just make it up. Yeah, it was one of them. Uh, and he, he made sure that he ran over there to settle him down. Um, you know, just he'd already missed a, a couple. Yep. Um, Harms, it was. Um, he'd already missed a couple of shots, uh, set shots on goal, and he just ran over and said, nah, this one's yours. You know, you're 40 yep. out, you're going to kick this. Just go. You know, um, just give him a, a wise head yep. um, in, in the game, which is something else he can add, you know, to his bow. If, when did, you, did he kick the goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Harms, if, after, like I said, after a couple of misses, but. Um, yeah, it was just uh, good to see. Maybe that he's, he's found his calling as a coach. It, it, it might be, you know, one day. Who knows? Do you reckon uh, Lumumba was hoping he'd get booed? He's just like, <laughs> come on, boo. I, oh, I want to press her. Fuck, fuck. I, I, I already wrote me. a speech. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all this shit ready. <laughs> um, while we're on Melbourne too, we've always <clears throat> talked about uh, how good Nathan Jones is and how good a captain he is. Yep. But um, Bernie Vince, he'd oh, be, yeah. he'd be yeah. leading their best and fairest, I yep. think. Comfortably yeah. at the minute. Yep. How good do you have to be to come into this side and take the the votes off of Nathan Jones? Yeah, exactly. After you, really good, and just to come in that side and for it's. I mean, it's pretty hard for generally one Melbourne player to make a difference in a game. Nah, yeah, but he's been able to do it by shutdown stars, where mm. no other Melbourne player could do that. Shutdown uh, stars, and now he's turned around and he's become one himself. He's had yeah. thirty touches and three goals. That's yep. a good day out for anybody. Nah, Nathan Jones is no danger. Who the fuck's going to read out votes against a bloke that looks like that? Like the votes aren't votes because I read out. <laughs> they can they can change between now and best and fairest night. I'd like to see like the like not the best and fairest, just the best night. And you've got you know you've got Jackie King there, Dusty <laughs> Martin, you got Dane Swan, just all the bad boys rocking up. And you go out the back afterwards. There's just all these paper bags everywhere. <laughs> Everything is passed it's over. It's called Bandito Central. Um, on the Collingwood side of things, I thought the selection table this week was the most interesting part of it for them. Whereas, yeah. you know, they've been struggling. Uh, Cloak's out injured. Um, so they're looking for the targets up forward. Mm-hmm. Darcy Moore's popped up and kicked a, a nice bag of five last week. Yep. And this week, they dropped Jesse White. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. Well, I, I think it shows... We'll call it bravery. Um, because his form hasn't warranted it. Yeah. He should be dropped. But yep. the thing is, they don't have a ready replacement for That's him. That's exactly right. And they dropped him anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think it sends a clear message. Um, that if you're not good enough, you're not going to get a game, which I think they have to do. Yeah, but they're still riding lots of injuries. That's the thing. So it's not as clear-cut as it looks. Also, yeah, Benny Reid in the second set of crack of a game, by all accounts. Um, he might be ready to... Second game back or third game yeah, back, I think. Yeah, like that. And there were, there were like, a few rumblings that he maybe should have played um, seniors this, this week, but he had a cracker in the juniors, so yeah. he's coming back. But they still got lots of injuries. And lots of the young players who have really been that rejuvenated heart of the team this year, especially at the start, they yeah. seem to just fallen off, not fallen off, but just got injured and, you know... yeah. They're, they're an established team, but they're still the real drivers come this season from the young players. And yeah, absolutely. It's really easy for them to get rattled, I think. Mm. And I, tired. Yeah. I do yeah. like how we're in round 18 now, and uh, Levi Greenwood has never been in a winning side, uh, winning Collingwood side. Really? Yep. Well, he had his injury for Well, if that's, that's, that's not enough reason to give him a sack, then... <laughs> yeah, fuck him. He's their, he's their bad luck. There's a scapegoat. We've got him sorted out. <laughs> we've, Solving problems. We've yeah. got another one. And they say we don't like Collingwood. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, like you say, with the young guys try to hold them up and they get a bit tired after a while. Um, yeah, like Jack, with Julie West. And- yeah, and Jack Frost down back, who's um, 
been trying his heart out all year. Uh, yeah. And yeah. We, we know that he shouldn't be the second or, or the first key backman, but <laughs> yeah. he's had to be because yep. of uh, O'Keefe's gone on the nose candy. Um, so, I mean... Allegedly. No, I think it's pretty pretty full on now. <laughs> B sample tested positive. Um, so he's going to have down down days, um, and it's uh, which happens when you come off the run out of coke yeah. <laughs> and you go down. Um, you know, it's not doing good when um, that's a, that's a Saturday. day. <laughs> even uh, Chris Dawes is looking like a million bucks. You know, you're struggling then. And they got a oh, you're grand. really fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, I actually, I really do rate Frost. But uh, he is playing a role greater than what he should be at this stage. Yeah, of his development. But you never know. Um, they're looking at one to two years' time. And I actually think Buckley's done an all right job with them, even though this will yep. be, what, the fourth or fifth year in a row they've slid yep. down the ladder. Yeah, look, I'd be happy to stick the knife into Buckley, but I think he's uh, achieved well to set them up for another window in a couple of years. Well, I think he's a bit too good at the start of the season. I think he's, he's pre-season. I don't think he paced himself right. He <laughs> hit the ground running too good, showed everyone that they had a... Not a bad quality team. Like like John said, they've got probably a three to five year premiership contending team. And he's probably hit the ground running too quick. I'd almost wonder though if he's going to get, um, if it was any other coach, you'd be worried about setting up too far ahead. Because you've seen it happen to a few coaches. They set up a good team, get the sack, and then someone comes in a year later, they're winning flags. They take the the losses in the rebuild and somebody comes in and gets them on the up. Yeah, Yeah, well, he's uh, he's had enough time, but um, I think he's shown enough this year um, he's not going to they're not going to sack him nah, no uh, but next year he needs to show improvement again yeah. um, I think they need to play finals next year I really with the list if they don't play finals yeah. it is his fault um, on to Sydney Swans versus Adelaide um, now obviously there was a lot of focus on this um, with all the booing controversy um, and Adelaide were, were absolutely gutted uh, that they happened this week that Tippett's finally playing against them yeah. Because, um, oh, geez, there's been some guys that have been waiting years to get some yeah. back on Tippet. Yeah. Um, and on, they were a bit scared to boo. So. <laughs> yeah, that didn't Shit. last long. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, they were only outnumbered, that was all. Yeah. But for on Tippett's side of things, he got, uh, I think he got two two or three of his goals in the first quarter. Um, so you want to get that out of the way and you know, uh, set them up. Yeah. Kind of hard to boo him when he's kicking goals on you. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, I mean, you give it a crack, absolutely. You can. It's just it's not nearly as satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, boo, fuck. But I, I completely understand the boos to Goodsy in that now. I did, like, I was out on the weekend. And I was out at Eve nightclub and I busted out the Goodsy dance. Just a little social experiment. <laughs> right. Kicked it <laughs> out straight away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking. Should have put my pint down first. Then I blasted a bitch <laughs> on the side of the dance floor. But, <laughs> but the thing is, Monday morning came around. I was out at Revolver. Did it again. I made like six new best mates. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what are you supposed to do? You don't know. It's just about the right place, the right time. So you, so you home- can't, can't predict what the umpire's going to call anywhere. Yeah, I know. You just got to keep your home field advantage at Revolver. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Monday morning. Yeah. Um, on that, uh, I thought the Sydney crowd did the right thing. They want to. They rocked up. They, oh, yeah, they rocked too. up yep. on ma- en masse. And yep. they did the, at the seventh minute of the third quarter, they did yep. the cheer. Look, regardless of what the reason is for the boots, just wipe that out one of your players is getting booed everywhere do something to show your support they yeah. did it the right way yeah. Yeah. that's it. It, it, it even if um, Goods was going out to, actually that's something else um, if he deserved all the boos everywhere like because I don't know um, yeah. he's, still, he's one of your players like <laughs> I, I know there was um, yeah they did St Kilda didn't do that for Stephen Milne 
Yeah, it's hard to. That's different. <laughs> Slack <laughs> bastards. When it was the Hawthorne North Melbourne game and uh, Luke Hodge got reported, um, yeah, he did it. There's no doubt there. <laughs> yeah. And he was getting booed by the other uh, North Melbourne supporters. Fully justified. Yeah. But the yeah, Hawthorne supporters were then uh, yelling over to drown out the boos. That's what you do. You just support your yeah. players. Yeah. That's what they did. But what I'd like to see when Goods comes back, and he will come back, um, just run up and snot someone. Yeah. Fuck it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to boo, give them something to boo about. See, I, I'm just, right. I'm if just... he wants to be brave, swat, uh, go up and uh, just smash an indigenous player in the face. <laughs> just do it. Just say, fuck it, man. I'm Straight all for year, I'm allowed one. The thing is, I'm just scared that with all the support, we might know a bit like the NFL, where any goals kick, we start doing a dance, and you know, I'm just waiting for someone to pull a... Artline 500 out of their jocks and just put a signature on the Sharon and try and give it away. Give it away. And then some poor lass got kicked out for trying to steal the footy. Oh, well, I think uh, everyone's commentated on the whole goods thing. Uh, a lot of people who've never actually watched a game of football. Like, oh, so, yeah. uh, the, the thing is, everyone who actually has a reasonable opinion are the ones that just don't commentate because they're like, yep. this is bullshit. Well, yeah. I mean, so I, if you've actually made some content in public, like you're a journalist, it, yeah, go, go fuck yourself. It's become a media event. It's well, all a media event. It's all a yep. media beat up from beginning to end, and then they've gone, oh my God, we're such good people. We've got people on board because it's like, we you talk- started this shit, motherfuckers. We're talking about this. That's what's happened. It's yeah. become an SEO event. People are just yeah. putting it on Facebook and then yeah. getting interaction and going, fuck, a Google ranking's gone up. But, um, you know, people commentating like uh, Walid Ali, Tara Moss, people that have never watched a game of football from the outer. And even um, coaches and players, they don't watch the game with the crowd. So for them to say what the crowd thought, I thought it was a bit arrogant. But uh, anyway, look, yeah. tons has been said about Fuck it. it. And I was say, I only brought it up because they had a couple of jokes already lined up. Yeah, no. <laughs> right, that's the only off. reason. Fire them off. <laughs> so if you have a joke about it, then fuck it. Not interested. Um, but look, Dan Hanabry had an absolute uh, blinder. Didn't he? Um, uh, just the, the lazy three goals and 40 touches. It's, it's a bit rough when um, uh, Bernie Vince has had 30 touches and three goals and some blokes <laughs> yeah. picked up an extra 10 yeah. just lazily. And he got pumped. Yeah, fuck Dan Hanbury. Yeah, yeah, well, well said. Um, not sure why. That's, but, that's not racist. Uh, that's just I don't like the fact that he plays well. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. I heard the top bloke. It, it was disappointing on the Adelaide side of things, though. Uh, I thought this was one um, a, a game that they they need to win. They're yeah. just outside the eight. I think they're ninth now on on percentage with Geelong. Yeah. yeah. Um, is Taylor's one hundredth as well? Taylor Walker's one hundredth game. Didn't really show up. I mean, they were never really in, in the in the yeah. game at all. And that's it. I mean, from where they're coming from, you, you wouldn't... I mean, you still don't want to lose, but you uh-huh. don't want to lose like that. That's the worst thing. Rory Sloan, um, still wearing the helmet after his uh, cheek injury, but he was kept very quiet. Yeah. I mean, probably a lot of confidence issues he's going to have coming back as well. Uh, yeah, confidence in, in, in himself. You just yeah. don't... Ooh, I mean, he's, he's not Jason Dunstall, is he? You know? I mean, him, yeah. Got a lot of protection around that head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big fucking box. Um, but look, the Swans, um, after getting pumped a couple of weeks and obviously the big media week they had, they needed to put in a good show and they did. Yep. So they uh, got the job done. On to uh, uh, another big improver um, on the weekend was Carlton. They're 10 goals better off than they were last week. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a, a fair old effort. Still got pumped. That's taken it one week at a time. <laughs> well, in fairness, they were in the game at halftime. Um, three quarter time it sort of started yeah, going north way playing. and then no I think they came within a couple of points but uh, in the last quarter they just nah north um, didn't play brilliantly by any means but they had open run they had open players and it just looked like uh, a VFA game it um, it, it was a, a killing well, I mean Tinchy had a few strong marks up forward as well which 
put a bit of a different option there. Just um, three goals for for Petrie. Goldstein like still did Ruck Rover and everything else they needed to do. Kicked a couple of goals. Lazy forty one hitouts. Yeah. Um, and I, actually, I thought Cruiser was one of the best, uh, better ones to play against him. Yeah. See, I reckon that Goldstein didn't do so much of his damage in the ruck. It was just when he was free. He just runs like an on-baller. And he was a fantastic option up forward. Like, yeah. just uh, his ability to take a, a nice grab. And have a cool head as well. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it will be interesting, because I reckon he's managed to tally up quite a few votes. He would have got maybe one or two tonight, I reckon. Was this game, there were some fucking shithouse umpiring decisions as well. Yeah, all of them were. The, the- there was one in Adelaide game as well. It was the review, apparently. I didn't watch the game. Oh, uh, the review was, that... You used to live in Adelaide. It's got heaps of mates down there, and that's all you see on that news feed on Facebook. I didn't see the review. Something about a review that uh, went up A goal square kick. Um, I think it was Jenkins. Kicking in the goal square, and he's just sort of toe-poked it over. And the umpires called it... He kicked it over the line. Yeah. And the video review from the umpire's hat showed that, no, no, he was behind the line. And, uh, of course, as seems to be the way that always happens in review, uh, uh, review inconclusive, umpire's call. Yeah. And uh, you know, obviously it's a point then because that was the original call. I reckon they must have stolen the dude from the NRL who does their try reviews because he's fucking shit house too. <laughs> no, I reckon the dude upstairs is just half pissed. And it, at the end of it, he's like, oh, fuck, uh, what about it? Uh, fuck, I don't know, umpire's call. <laughs> oh, I wasn't paying attention. Pretty much. Oh, I was watching something else. Man, who could blame me with this game? It's getting a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was too, um, Boomer Harvey, game 401, still getting tagged. Yeah. Um, he had, uh, who was it? Kerno on him um, Ed yeah he's, Andy he's had a good year don't click <laughs> Andy um, definitely didn't have his, have his colours lowered um, if North don't have a, a contract for him next year oh, they're fucking idiots yeah nah, exactly they're gonna, he's going to be on board there's no doubt there look uh, I, I think if uh, Chris Scott uh, Brad, Chris Scott wants him then he's going to have to go to long but if Brad Scott says no nah, look mate you don't fit into our plans I reckon Harvey could turn around and say, mate, uh, uh, one of us is leaving it, ain't you? Ain't me. <laughs> the only reason you know Chris and Brad are two different people is when Geelong play North anyway. So. Yeah, that's the only proof you've got. Yeah. Otherwise, it's the big nog, little nog thing. Yeah, one of them needs to get a scar. Yeah, yeah. Chris has got a bigger nog, too. Does he? His head's bigger. That's yeah. how I can tell the difference. That was nog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, uh, Sean Higgins, too. He had a, a blinder. It's almost recruiter of the year. Oh, North recruiter of the year, absolutely. Um, In terms of... Uh, across the board nothing comes to mind initially no I can't think of any others that have um, stood out more than he has no um, I don't think he's had uh, as many possessions as he had uh, against Carlton but you know it is Carlton but he's yeah. still you know, he, he's bottom up for his one and two goals every week seems to be yeah. but he's having a lot of playmaking opportunities as well he's setting a lot of shit up from the half back line yeah. especially um, do you see Andreas Everett he kicked had, three he kicked three but yeah. um, do you see how he celebrates his goals no. he's, a, he's a germaphobe so instead of the high fives he does the high one I he have, pokes I have his finger out that. and they um, tap fingers because he doesn't want to get other, too much of other people's sweat on him, which is weird for a footy player, especially for a forward. Because if yeah. I was uh, if I was the backman playing on him, I think it was Nathan Tom- uh, Scott Thompson. And look, I think this whole argument is void by the fact that you stick your dick in a vagina. <laughs> like you can't well, be worried about about getting germs on any of your body parts when that's a fundamental him, part of your life. Or if you're going to stick your mouth on a vagina. But um, Scott Thompson's not known for being the uh, well, let's say the least niggling fullback. Yeah. He generally is quite happy to give a bit of niggle. Uh, so if you know the bloke you're playing on is uh, a germphobe, surely the first thing you do is just shove your hand right in your butt crack oh. and just wipe across his face. <laughs> like, just send him nuts, as if you wouldn't. You'd have to. I think that's assault. But maybe it's worth it. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I'll, I'll get you in the top 10 plays of the week. Get the assault and the uh, pepper. But yeah, um, Carlton just, you know, limping through to the end of the year like they care. Um, they're giving a good impression that they are still playing <laughs> they're, they're giving a good impression they don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I, I believe that's method acting. Even, <laughs> even um, fuck, I don't know what the coach's name is now. <laughs> John Barker. John Barker even come out and try to put it as nice as possible with a wry smile that Chris Yaron needs to not look like he actually doesn't give a fuck. Um, that uh, reminds me, actually, I meant to bring this up with the Geelong game um, when they said that uh, Matty Stokes isn't uh, playing at the minute. Um, yeah. He's uh, And uh, Chris Scott said he's probably in their best 22, but they're leaving him out because of his age. Yep. He's 30 and there's <laughs> yeah. a couple of others that are younger. Um, but the funny part was, he said, you know, that doesn't close the door on him. He's, he can still work hard and make his way back into the side. Thought, how? Is he going to get younger? Well, yeah, like, What's he going to fucking do? If it, he, no, no. Age is a problem. How's he going to get fucking younger playing the VFL? They've got the uh, new sponsor on board, Oil of Olay. So he's got to pummel that shit on. He comes back. Yeah, blemishes, lines, gone. Okay, you're back in. So who would have thought the Fountain of Youth was out in Geelong? <laughs> well, I know they've got a lot of youth that are fountain. Yeah. Um, other surprising thing too, uh, Carlton actually won the clearances. Despite the fact that uh, Goldstein was giving North plenty of possession, they managed to win the clearances. That's uh, more an indictment on Goldstein, I think. Yeah. Well, if, I, if you're getting that much of the first fingers of the ball, but like you say, his real value is around the ground. He's the least dumbest ruckman there is. Um, which And you know, there are some... That's yeah. like being the you know prettiest mutant. He's, um, he's a highly intelligent bloke who just happens to play Ruck, and Ruck isn't generally where high, highly intelligent blokes end up. He's, um, to Either be honest, is AFL, let's be honest. <laughs> he's not that they far. They go to university. <laughs> Who'd be dumber, Ruckman or full forwards? Ruckman, by a mile. Yeah? Yeah, by a mile. Um, you know, full forwards are only pulled down because you've had Kappa and Favola there. Yeah. Um, but the, the I think that the absolute dumbest full forward is dumber than the absolute dumbest Ruckman. But yeah, across the yeah. board, fucking Ruckman but I still shit think, all over him. Like, you're more likely to probably find a genius amongst um, a Ruckman than a full forward. So I can look at that freak like gigantic yeah. shit where yeah, they yeah, do, but when somehow. it comes to football genius, nah, yeah, nothing. No, no. I mean yeah, like no. Dolph Lundgren doing astrophysics shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't let that out though because I reckon uh, the Ruckman would understand you're insulting them whereas the full, full, full forwards wouldn't. So you can get away with insulting the, a full forward. The full forward would just it. be happy that you're talking about them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I've got to say, one of the most surprising games of uh, maybe of the year, even in the rounds, um, yeah. I don't think anybody thought uh, that Gold Coast would get within 10 goals of West Coast. No. But uh, we ended up with our first draw of the year. We did, and I mean, West Coast, West Coast worked hard for that draw. I mean, they <laughs> did, did their best did to they? chip away those points just to get it down to a nice even six points at the end. Uh, it's it's most. I think the most surprised at the draw was uh, Tommy Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he thought they were up by five points. <laughs> uh, math not his uh, not his strong suit, poor lad. So, so did we say the forwards were the geniuses? <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, because um, I was I watched the last quarter live. Um, and, uh, you know, West Coast had every chance and they should have put it away. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, but uh, Lynch looked dangerous all the time up forward. There's so many um, times he got a nice run and leap in a pack and um, I thought should have been given the um, the mark, but uh, he just missed out. Um, and then eventually, like, when they were going for the last uh, push forward, it was always going to be him that was going to take the mark if they had a chance to, to mm. draw it or win it. It's... There are those X-Factor players where 
you know, the ball's coming near them, and you're like, oh, they're going to do something here. Like Rioli, Natanui, uh, just guys who can... If they're if the ball's there to be won, they're always looking like they can win it. Um, they got a bit unlucky with the uh, reviews again as well, because um, the the one I saw looked like it was uh, it, it was a, a goal for them in the third quarter. Um, but uh, you know, you, you never know what happens um, after that. I think the theme of this round was shit umpiring. Well, that, that was you know it's, it's a shame that they've done that two rounds in a row. Well, when you, when you see those things where there's five things we took out of round, where the fuck we're up to, yeah. Um, I think four of them got to be shit umpiring decisions. Like one's like the third umpire or whatever you call the bloke upstairs. Well, fourth umpire, yeah. Yep, do, you think, do you think that umpire is worth having with the technology as it is now? Because very, very rarely do I see them overrule the umpire on the ground. The thing is, it could work if you put cameras in the right position or if they were high enough res. Because at the moment, it's like, was it GoPro? touched? Yeah. Was it touched? And then you just see this blur. You're like, oh. So yeah. until they get uh, the super slow-mo cam somewhere in the vicinity or... Which takes too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just, you know what? You, if you're going 90% of the time, you're going umpire's call. This just, you know what? Fuck it. Those those 10% mistakes, I, I can take it. The thing is, I'd rather them just call it a point and kick the ball back in, get the game going. Yeah, get it on. No, they, should, they should do it like they did in uh, Pride back in the day. Just like, all right, stop, reset, everyone, come back, come back. And then yeah. eight, <laughs> eight little Asian dudes come out and drag everyone in the correct position and then go. <laughs> they could do that. Um, Harley Bennell um, has yeah. come back after his um, media storm as well uh, and played like an absolute champion um, since getting back in the first side. Yeah, shit gets forgiven real quick when you start playing like when this. you start winning, <laughs> yep. nobody cares. Yep. Do you reckon Ben Cousins was watching and going, fuck? What do you mean? You, he, whole, he, he wrote the fucking book. <laughs> his <laughs> whole career was that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's going, fuck, I could have played on. <laughs> you imagine down Whiskers, we think one of our players has got a, 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 a substance problem. You mean the Brownlow medalist? No, nah, he's all right, mate. Don't worry. Whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck he's on, he's staying on yeah. the cunt. That's it. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, we're his doctor. Yeah. We'll, we'll consult him after the, yeah. the grand final parade. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll just wait until we march through the city. If he asks you for money or a ride, you fucking give it to him, all right? <laughs> he's just going for a jog. That's all he was doing. He didn't know the cops were there. Yeah. You can drop him off. He'll run back. It's all good. Um, Took Miller. Um, also, he had a great game. Um, I think he got the Rising Star nod last week. So he's had a good season, young fella. Yeah, yeah. He's come up. And they've done... You know, it's been a shit year, but with um, Miller and Saad, um, both yeah. first, Saad, first Saad years... Back in. Yep. First years in the AFL for both of them, and they've really showed something. I have no idea how Saad went through two different drafts. Right. Um, because a, a quality uh, mid-backman is just worth its weight in gold. And he's one of the better ones going around. Like, not many backmen can switch through in the midfield and not look out of place. Well, it's funny when you've got um, Saad, who's played so well this year, and then you've got uh, Malczewski, who's yeah. you know the big prize recruit. Um, I Right now, you'd take Saad over Malczewski yep. any day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe he needed that couple of years in the state leagues to um, get his, his body right and, you know, um, and now he's he's killing it. So here, what I was thinking about with people like Malcheski, who are a bit of a, the senior recruits. Um, there, you know, a few of them we've talked about before, and that sort of ilk. But um, it's almost like when you see the college system in sort of sports in America, where the universities will get them from eighteen to twenty-two, yeah. like your athletic prime, more or less. Yes, and you'll get into the the majors ready to hit the ground running, but you fade off. Yep, and it seems like that's what's happened with those mature age. They've come on and they've hit the ground running and been absolute superstars, but they tend to fade off a bit quicker. And I'm wondering if maybe because that sort of system where you'll get flogged the fuck out of yep. and not having the proper care taken um, sort of in training and that sort of stuff in, in the minors. Well, it's, it's happening more and more now as well. 
um, it, we see players coming through from one or two years in in the, in the state leagues, and um, you, you're not dead um, when you're um, uh, if, if you miss the the 18 year old draft. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's good to see those guys come through. And look, honestly, he's not as um, high profile as some of the other um, first-year players. But Saad, at the minute, he's got my vote for NAB Rising Star of the Year. No, I see what you're trying to tell me. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, hang on. Before you go, um, Selwood uh, had a shit day, but apparently it's a done deal that he's going to Geelong. It sounds like it. Um, A lot of people seem to be reckoning he's going to... Selwood? What's Selwood? Scott. Oh, no shit. Yeah, Yeah. I was only surprised that he's 26. He looks 36. Yeah. Um, and they reckon he's going to finish up his career down at Geelong. Yeah, well, a bit of retirement village going on down there at Geelong at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's funny because I have heard a few insults going stand. around going around Geelong based on the Selwoods. You know, Geelong's known for its teen pregnancy, and the the insult going around is, "Gee, she opens her legs quicker than Selwood opens his brow." Yeah, so they're um, playing the long game. That's what's going on. Yeah, um, having both of them there, fuck, they're going to have uh, a blood bench, pretty much sponsored Ooh. by Red Cross. <laughs> I think the blood rule is already sponsored by Red Cross. Is it? Actually, yeah. Mm. All right. I'm pretty sure it is, actually, yeah. It's like the umpire sponsored by OPSM. OPSM. Uh, well, they, whatever blood type the Selwoods are, that type will never need to be replenished by the public again. <laughs> yeah. They can just wring out the rags. It could be, be like the real long game that you play is that you try and get the stars as their retirement age and wait till they're sent out to stud and pick up the... <laughs> You reap what you sow, kind of thing. It's a hundred games for uh, father son these days, I Is think. It? So, yeah, you got to get them just Shit. at the right amount. It's of time. a real fucking long game, then. <laughs> um, so on to the Sunday games, and Port uh, did a bit of a number on St Kilda yep. over at Adelaide Oval. Um, it really pushed through uh, the whole day. Um, some uh, Westhoff had an absolutely had a real contender for goal of the year too, working tight on the boundary line there. Really. Um, not a bad effort from him at all. Look, the only scary thing for uh, Port Adelaide was Ollie Wines going off early. Again. I think in the uh, post-match, they said it was more precautionary yep. than anything. Yeah, but uh, he's important to them for the next, well, decade. So making sure he's right is more important than, you know, flogging second by an extra four goals. Yeah, Robbie Gray got back on track again, I see, with only 37 posses or disposals. Yeah, but... kicked, kicked, kicked the goal as well. Yeah. Um, which uh, yeah he's um, I don't know you wouldn't say he's had an up and down year he's had a more good than bad um, and he, him and Boke will yeah. be running yeah. out mm-hmm. there um, the Port Adelaide best and fairest but Robbie's probably yeah just under par for, from last year I think it reminds you of Jimmy Bartell when he won um, a Brownlow he yep. sort of was the sleeper and no one yeah. expected him it was kind of like when Robbie won the coaches award. last year yeah. he shitted him yeah, yeah. and um, a bit of a sleeper no, the other one I liked was uh, Paddy Ryder he kept a bit of form going, and he's yeah. managed to get a few hit-outs, get a few possessions, a few tackles, uh, scuck, uh, sneaked in for a sneaky goal, and had a couple of misses. But, um, Got a bit of win in the sales. Yeah. yeah, he did all right last week, and he's backed it up this week. With, I, he's I, not an out-and-out star. Uh, I, heard, I heard he was lucky last week. According to Hurdy, yeah. So if this uh, luck continues, um, he's looking like uh, one of the luckiest players around. It's going to be very interesting for the All-Australian side, because... Um, Eddie Betts has uh, killed it for most of the season. Yep. Been quiet the last couple of weeks, but yep. he, he has absolutely been killing it. Um, 
it, uh, Chad Wingard's kicked 40 goals this year again. That's three, yeah. three years in a row, I think, he's kicked 40. And you look, he's probably looking at the same position as Jamie Elliott and people like that. Who I, doing, think, doing I think he's got Elliott covered this year. Yep. Um, I don't know if he's got bets covered yeah. in, in that position. Um, mm. oh, I mean, there's two pockets, but they usually put a spare midfielder yeah, yeah, or exactly, a yeah. spare <laughs> ruckman the other yeah. one. Well, one of them's going on the interchange at least. I th- I think it's not a bad call. Um, if, Thank you. If Betts is going to be your, your goal sneak, um, Chad Wingard's your little bit in the midfield goal, uh, but really small forward um, off the bench. Yeah. He probably deserves another All-Australian Guernsey. It is funny with All-Australian now because there's so many different ways of uh, putting a team together. It's no longer just, all right, big blokes down the spine, little blokes on the side. Um, teams just don't line up like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's two big blokes in the back, two big blokes in the forward, the rest midfielders. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then you got all right. Where's our freak? Our freak. Uh, we'll move him back if we're fucking struggling and moving forward. If we're doing well, every team needs their freak. Um, Lee Montagna um, had another a, a, a good day for the Saints in what was a disappointing day for him. I reckon he'd be uh, leading the league for percentage of goals kicked from the goal square. He just seems to be the one always running through. Like, yeah, I got this one, mate. I got cheers, this one. Yeah. Cheers the hands. You know, I got this. Um, but uh, look, Saints would be disappointed in that, this uh, yeah. loss, um, just with the size of the margin and how much it uh, blew out in the uh, second half. Uh, I, would, I would have thought the Saints would have matched up a lot better yeah. with Port. I thought they. Um, it's always going to be a tough win over at Adelaide Oval, yeah. but I thought they would have had the sort of skills to be able to hold them and then run off them, which yeah, I mean, obviously they didn't do. They were without Rewalt. Um, I don't think it gets like, but, would have been advantageous, but I thought you could lock down a lot of the Port's like guns like Robbie Gray getting 37 possessions I yeah. thought you'd be able to stick someone on there oh, and you'd be able to hard. exploit memory in the forward line as well which yeah, I mean it's not coming down your end it's well, pretty hard to do I mean they found a way to keep Ollie Wines quiet it's a, it's a good start <laughs> actually I wonder if they do keep stats on goals from the goal square oh, I'm sure they, they do somewhere do you reckon, fucking everything. Do you reckon they'll call it boomers <laughs> Ooh, well, he'd have a few he'd have a few he'd have to have the most of anyone in their career uh, Brad Johnson see, Kevin yeah, Bartlett's kicked more goals yeah. so I'm going to say Kevin Bartlett because he's kicked 700 Brad Johnson wasn't one mm. to shepherd, a, shepherd through a goal either so <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the one he got uh, his shoulders got stood on a couple of times in the goal square yeah well there was him and uh, Peter Paul, uh, Paul Hudson Peter Paul Paul Hudson who Paul Hudson the, where yeah. they fought over it <laughs> over the goal line to cost themselves a shot at the preliminary finals up against the Crows mm. it wouldn't surprise me Paul Hudson loved yeah, to go both of them would have been just as guilty um, so yeah that game happened um, it was disappointing for the Saints because they've had um, even though they haven't won oh, they've won more games than I thought they would but yep, yep. they're not going to challenge for finals by any stretch of the imagination but yep. they've had some really good signs and yeah. I thought today was a little bit back to the old the bad yeah. old days for him. It was just unfortunate. like to see him get another couple of good sort of spirited wins before the season's yep. out. I think they've earned it and they've got young players. To, you've got to be happy as a Saints supporter of the season, I think. I think so. And I'd like to see him get a, bit, a couple more joys before the season's done. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Western Bulldogs got lucky. <laughs> yeah, um, very lucky this one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lucky <laughs> by so, 15 goals. They're lucky that people were still there after the first quarter because that yeah. was boring as shit. Yeah. Uh, there's... Got to be pressure. Like, if James Heard was uh, anyone else, he'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, we, we we keep saying it every every week. Um, it's just, yeah. Okay, what more can you say about it? I was surprised they actually knocked McKernan off. Um, granted, he's not knocked a not off. a ruckman. Well, you know, <laughs> they've uh, omitted him, but uh, they finally brought Giles in and they finally gave him a game. Yeah, and you know, you can't really judge him on one game, but 
the verdict would be at ordinary. Le- at least they've tried something. Um, yeah. I would have rather they... Um, they dropped, I think, McKernan and brought Carlisle back in. Yeah. Um, I would have rather... McKernan's done well. He's just the wrong person for that role. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I reckon throw the vest on him. Yeah, yeah, look, interesting. McKernan is half back or something. It's full back. He's been the uh, the most effort put in. To Absolutely. Mind. And the games we were watching where Essendon played, he was never stationary. He was always running hard, always yeah. demanding the ball. Uh, you know, getting uh, ticked up a few times, but um, he looks like he wants to be there. Yep. He's, we know he knows he's playing for his career. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, rookie list of players. So if yeah. uh, Essendon say no, thank you, he, he's going back to the VFL. But uh, you get other guys like Goddard, Heppel. They're brilliant players, but uh, you do see them sometimes just walking with their head down. Um, I never saw McKernan do that. He was always trying his guts out. And I was uh, I was sticking the boots with him at the start of the season, saying I think he's finished. But uh, I think he's got a lot more to give, Essendon. And, geez, they can take any any effort from any player they can get. Exactly. But it's hard when sort of that's the precedent set by the, the coach and people above you. It just looks exhausted. Yep. They look just beat. Yeah, yeah absolutely so, they do. So reward players are willing to put in the effort. But the thing um, is, life's not worth it, man. Just fucking, <laughs> fucking get out of there and just enjoy yourself again. I was say, or you can fuck off at mid-season, go over to the England, watch the Ashes while yeah. on the piss, and the like Joe is, Watson. He's did. done all these genius fucking degrees or whatever. Australia's one of fucking Ashes thing. Joe, Joe Watson got over there. Joe Watson, sorry, James Heard. Fuck oh. Joe Watson. Um, yeah, James Heard did all these fucking whiz bang degrees and shit. Go do. Obviously, you must be smart at doing something. Football coaching just isn't working for you. Just do something else, man. Make yourself happy because you look fucking miserable. I tell you, he's making. I think he would have been making more money in media, and it would have been <laughs> a lot less is, pressure. It's not worth it. I don't know. He made a million dollars not coaching the other year. So <laughs> True enough. Yeah. Maybe he goes back to not coaching. It seems to work all right for him. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, and um, look, Western Bulldogs just got the job done. Well and truly, uh, Cremary, he uh, he got lucky. Yeah, according he, to uh, Hurdy, Hurdy said he got lucky. Another yeah. former <laughs> former residence of the player getting lucky against his old side. So you know, fuck it, any luckier? Geez, uh, who who doesn't play next week? Um, no, gone blank. There we go, Essendon. Play GWS. GWS. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I don't think there's any ex Essendon players in GWS, so I don't think they'll get lucky. I think there's there. going to be a few putting their hand up for the Windy Hill flu. <laughs> <laughs> well, if uh, Giles stays in the in the in the team, it'd be his first game against his old club. Do you remember we had the Commonwealth Games? Yes. And, um, he had like lots of um, countries from like, Equatorial Guinea sort of come over yep. and do their thing. And then yeah. they just stayed and just I always said they'd be there. It was uh, yeah. Sierra Leone. Yeah, you Essendon players come and just go up to Sydney. <laughs> Fuck it. Nah. Ask for asylum. Hey, Manly. Nobody, Manly nobody, knows who, nobody knows who we are up here. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Slot into a Manly training. Send your manager up there. See if you can get a Guernsey for the Maroons. <laughs> well, like you reckon that uh, when they get to the plane on the way back, they'll be like, all right, we've got everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, there's a couple yep. missing. <laughs> No, I don't think it matters, guys. Head off. You know, we want to get home. Yeah. And, uh, uh, message over the uh, PA. We're missing uh, a Sada, a Sada in the building. Anyone? Right. Doesn't it just fucking leave? I reckon they go. Oh, fucking again. <laughs> this joke. Here I am. <laughs> Fuck you, Tally. <laughs> Somebody goes. Oh, they're taking the piss. I'm like, yeah, that's what got us yeah. in trouble. The, first. <laughs> the A and the B sample. Uh. But uh, I know they both tested clean. We don't care. It's a joke. Fuck off. 
Uh, we lost Essen supporters long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> good, trust me. Put the boots in. Isn't it funny? Uh, we're gonna ha- they have uh, record membership this year, Essendon. Um, pity they don't go to games. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but Bulldogs. Uh, I expect them to do more this season. But geez, they. They just looked so much better. Than they're, they're, fit, they're fifth. They're in fifth. They're just yeah, I, outside the four. I had, them, I had them as top four. Bullshit! You did. I, I know did. you're lying there. I totally did. Oh, I can tell because I, I know exactly who your top four was. <laughs> yeah, it was Sydney, Hawthorne, Richmond, and North. <laughs> All right. I and can't remember is, what I fucking did. And that's because the first time you tried to fill out the ladder, you forgot a fucking team. <laughs> yeah, you forgot I forgot two, two teams, yeah. actually. I'm going to go, what the fuck is this show? Oh, my God. I was filling out the 2005 ladder. Yeah, it stopped at 16. Um, <laughs> they, sex life. they had uh, options everywhere. Um, the Bulldogs are running through. Um, plenty of space up forward. Uh, having a bit of a laugh um, some of the time. Um, Crammery, like we said, he's kicked a, he's kicked a lazy seven. Uh, Dixon and Stringer both um, popped up for yeah. a few more as well. Adam Cooney was lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting booed, the poor bastard. <laughs> I know, especially rang around. And rang he's around, he's getting red booed. And black. It's just unlucky. Unlucky. How could you be? I'm sure uh, I saw the funny side of it. But look, um, the Bulldogs, not only are they winning, um, they're fifth on the ladder. Um it's and they're playing really attractive football. There's football yeah. that you want to watch. Playing loose and free. Look, eleven wins. They only need one more, and they're guaranteed finals. And of course, they're going to play finals, so they're going to get one more yeah. win. Yeah. And the the thing is, so there's a lot of commentary about how football's all stoppage and unattractive and all that sort of shit. For probably half the teams, this is true. But Western Bulldogs, Hawthorne, West Coast, uh, even Frio, North Melbourne, Richmond. GWS all play a really attractive, free-flowing game. Well, I'll stop you there on a few of them. Um, on which ones? Uh, Freo don't play an attractive game. It's crap. He's they they love their stoppages. Though. What do you reckon about, but, about just having one umpire full stop to uh, free up the game? Yeah. Because they're everywhere and they call fucking everything. Yeah, they do. Uh, play on? I think I'm, I'm for that because that will mean that you'll have a specific player who will do the WWE style. They'll run up behind the up. Oh, yeah. Randy Orton. Uh, what what do you think of these boots? And as he's not looking, they might just fucking deck someone. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm, I think that's all on board. They still have cameras, but when you say like, fucking work, that's why you can't overrule the bloody umpire. The, the first you know three teams you said there, you know, played really attractive football like Hawthorne, Bulldogs, and uh, West Coast. I don't think it's a coincidence that they um, you got Adam Simpson, who was an assistant coach under Clarkson. And you got Beveridge, who was an, yeah. uh, Luke Beveridge, who was an assistant coach under Clarkson, um, and then you can go so, and throw so Hardwick. So North Melbourne responsible for it, you're saying? And you can go um, Hardwick. You can add into that as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. They're, they're playing attacking football. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's also, and we might have said it last week. Um, Beveridge has said, you know, boys, you've got six months to find an opposite leg. Yeah. Um, so he knows that that's the kind of style they're going to um, look to play. Yeah, you want to do the running gun. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna kick big scores, you yep. know, and that's the only way that um, uh, people are gonna stop us. They're gonna have to try and stop a lot of us. Well, it seems like he's trying to have fifteen um, prime era Ackermanises. <gasps> yep. Fuck me, that's a dangerous side. Yep. Yeah. If you've got people that are threats on both sides of the body, it just opens up the ground. And that's the thing, like it's the old sort of fighting or war strategy, where if I'm firing at you, you've got to try and duck and get out the way, and then try to figure yep. out what you're gonna to do to to push me back. And that's it. You got to. Put the first one, first foot forward, first punch landed, and just keep going forward. And you know, you put people on the back foot. Yeah, take it one week at a time. Um, not eat the fuck spiders. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Um, 
Uh, no, you take it four weeks at a time now. You've got blocks. You've got big boy uh, month. And you yeah. got, um, and, yeah, got and, uh, red round. Red, red round, yeah. yeah. Um, Easton Wood is taking screamers week in, week out, floating across the back line now. Um, we've already said he's a lock for All-Australian. He might even give uh, Mitch Wallace a shake for uh, Best and Ferris at the Doggies as well. He's uh, been so consistent all year um, uh, across there, and taking so many good uh, intercept marks, and now he's uh, sitting on people's shoulders and taking them too. And, I mean, that's really good at uh, sort of a young side like that, just a spare one. You don't have that real hard-headed captain who sits there and gives the great talks. You need those individual moments of brilliance to really sort of get the crowd into it and get your team into it. And yeah. You've got no one there who's going to be able to pull rank and be like, well, we've been through this together. And- I think if Bob Murphy was uh, going to give an inspirational speech, he would have rewritten it four or five times during the week <laughs> yeah. just to get it right. Yeah. Seems that kind of bloke. He likes it. But he's having his... Guys, just shh, shh. I think getting the captaincy, uh, we you know um, love that he's got the captaincy and we, we heap praise on him every week for it. Yeah. I reckon it's not only has it been his best season of his career, I think it's added a year or two to his yeah. career. Oh, absolutely. I think it's added another element to his football game, which is just being a captain. Like, don't yeah. remember anything else, just be a captain. That's all you've got to do. You're not the most talented person in our team anymore. You're not like the one that we need to rely on to be able to sort of do the hard up and under work you're the person we need just to lead a team just do it to lift the team yeah. and he does absolutely he does he, people listen to him um, and when you've got so many young guns in there and players are going to be around for the next decade that's exactly the bloke you need with the captaincy yeah uh, yeah he's absolutely killing it for him um, which is fantastic to see uh, the only downside for me for the Bulldogs was uh, Jake Redpath um, when you're coming up against the side and you've had uh, what are they won by 10 goals or, or no 15 14 yeah 80 or 90 odd points yeah. um, you'd hope to have as a forward option you hope to have a, a bit of a day out yeah and when uh, three of your mates have kicked uh, four <laughs> goals or better and you've ended up with a big zero yeah it's uh it's not a good feeling, but you take the 90-point win. Well, he's not going to be feeling too bad, surely. Yeah, exactly. But if he's still trying to cement his place yeah, in that true. side. But yeah. if you win by 14 and a half goals, I don't imagine you're going to do too many changes next week. Well, like I said, Hawthorne won by 138 points and made four changes. So yeah. it can happen. Yeah, that didn't work out well for them. They lost. Yeah, right. Exactly right. That's why you don't do it. <laughs> um, the final game, GWS against Frio. Um you know, for somebody that likes the funny side of the games, geez, it's good to see Zach Dawson back. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking what a spud. <laughs> First game for the year, because he's had broken thumb, he's had a knee or whatever other injuries. Um, first quarter gives uh, Jeremy Cameron one of the best back elbows you've Fucking ever seen. wasn't it? Spread that nose out across his face. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, it looked like, like, there was three different types of tape on Jeremy Cameron's head. <laughs> Look like they tried to put Humpty Dumpty back together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was... Uh, geez, he got in well. Um, yeah. He's going to look like a rugby player. Didn't slow him down, though. He still tried to snap a few just from oh, bullshit angles. That, yeah, in the second quarter, that yeah. one that missed. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. that would have been a shoo-in. Because the thing is, I was watch- that's when I just switched on the game, and I didn't know that was Jeremy Cameron. I just <laughs> thought <laughs> some dude looked like a mummy. just fucking... Yeah. Just zombie in a goal throw. Come on, go, son! I do think we've been spoiled for goals this year. There's been we some have, spectacular... Yeah. Like, there'd be about probably five or six goals this year that would have been goal of the year any other year. That, that we've forgotten. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. even make the fucking the list. Oh, and, like, like, so many just on the boundary line. So many, like, Ackers and Ablets. Yep. Those ones. Yeah. Or yeah, the, I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah. The whole uh, axe kick over your own head that uh, happened last week. Who was that? There was uh, Griffin, I think. Um, can't remember. Can't remember. But, um, oh, just... Crazy long running goals, and we, we've had it all this year. It's been yeah, actually, it was, brilliant. It was, it was, it was, Toby, well, yeah. It was Toby Green. Oh, there you go. Run with that. Yeah, 
I remember. Um, I thought uh, for Frio, um, big Sanderlands actually had a good set of hands on him. Dropped a few marks the last few weeks, but geez, yeah. he looked strong, especially across defence. Yep. Um, it was dumb of GWS to keep bombing it in, <laughs> bombing yeah. it in long yep. to the seven-footer. Yep. What, what's going to happen? How the fuck does that happen? Like, you can't say I didn't know he was there. He's fucking massive. <laughs> you can't miss him. I think we've got to give a special shout-out to um, Leon Cameron as well. He's listening Actually to Actually made the effort to get out of his coach's box and go down and give the umpires a spray hey, twice. 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 Yep. Um, good on the yep. lad. Yep. Good on him. Security ran down with him, went down there, gave him a big mouthful, goes what? back to the coach's box. Dedication. Um, brilliant. Yeah, uh, dedication. I, I like it when um, a, a coach is, isn't, treading the, the party line right. and he's like mate I'm pissed off yeah. I want to fucking say something about it <laughs> yeah. especially on the sort of it was a controversial booing round as well yeah. like, well I'm going to make sure that they hear exactly what well, I'm going to say bit, yep <laughs> um, oh, I thought GWS showed something it's always going to be a tough ask yeah. to, um, to go play Frio over in Frio yeah, um, but and like we're talking so, before about young kids just running out of legs during the yeah, season, yeah. GWS just they're still suffering that, but they're showing enough to to see where they're going to go. Well, I think um, back in defence, Heath Shaw's been the opposite. Like you look at his stats: twenty five yeah. kicks, thirteen marks, thirteen marks in defence. The thing is, he pulled his green in like oh, the second quarter or first yeah. quarter, something a like that. When yeah. Griffin, it was a shit house kick from Griffin anyway. Yeah, you can yeah, see just it was. the turf when yeah. I. Uh, on the wide view, I thought he'd done his knee. Yeah, thought, yeah, me too. Me. Like it looks like those ones that just a side on jar of the knee that yeah. rips something. And I was surprised that he kept on trying to play. Yeah, he, I didn't get that either. He couldn't yeah. fucking walk, go off. And he's playing on um, Walters. On Walters, who, like, who was tearing yeah. him up. And the thing is, you wouldn't be able to hang with him like, <laughs> speed wise on the best of the days. And you got a bung groin muscle or he, whatever was going on there. He didn't have a bad game though. Like uh, played a cracker for all that for all the issues he had. He just yeah. uh, read the ball better than he just sucked it up and went. This is a man's game, son. Yeah, and look, uh, I think a couple of years back, everyone was pretty happy to get uh, the boots in the Heath Shaw when he was in the Collingwood Guernsey, but fuck me, he's doing brilliantly. Yeah, I think he's really proved his sort of medal as a well, GWS player. He was always a good player. Um, there was just, he just played for Collingwood. He, one, just played for Collingwood. <laughs> he but did some spud things. He did some spud things, exactly. Oh, I remember him giving away free kicks in the goal square and, yeah. and that kind of... And yelling, a few didact moments. Yelling at his own player. He had a few didact well, moments. Running away from... Stolen cars? Yes, on and off the field. <laughs> yeah. um, so that element's uh, uh, been removed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think he's uh, matured um, and accepted his role. And it's amazing how much you can get away with in an NRL town. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Uh, Clancy. Like, you stole a car? Did you give it back after the weekend? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, very same, nice. same. Less paperwork. Yeah. Let it go. Um, it was uh, good to see a few of the younger guys for the GWS to yeah. get amongst it. Um, uh, we, although they didn't have the ball uh, as much as you know uh, the other side, yeah. um, uh, guys like Whitfield and Jordan Joshua Kelly yeah. um, show some real class at times. Um, so yeah. just with more games um, into them, they're going to be a, a lot better. But yeah, I thought um, Toby Green also has proven that he's uh, be able to hang with the best annoying little fuckers in the AFL. Oh, isn't he? <laughs> isn't he? he? Apparently from day one, he just looks like it too, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he looks like a little school kid, but you can see like just his thighs. He's got huge <laughs> fucking thighs. Like He's he's strong as an ox. You'd have to be. And you'd love to punch him square in the nose. Oh, everyone. Every team needs their irritating little shithead, though. Yeah, but he's good. He mm-hmm. is good. His skills, like, he's just hand, hand and foot skills are really, really impressive. Despite not playing, do you think Fife still gets one vote? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They chance. come pre-filled in. Yeah, I mean, um, he, he inspired him from giving a talk or fucking whatever. He wore a suit nice yeah. in the crowd. It was uh, good to see Trelaw uh, had a bloody good game too. 
drives yeah. his price up. Yep. yep. Um, he'll be great at North Melbourne next year. Yeah, best of luck. <laughs> I reckon he'll be black and white. Well, that's the uh, that's the story going around, and look, I reckon that's it's, probably what's going to happen. Okay. You know, whenever there's players that are rumoured to go places... Um, Collingwood's always mentioned. Yeah, Collingwood's always mentioned. <laughs> to drive the price but up, Hawks, Hawks, Collingwood, Sydney is where they go. <laughs> it's, well, Sydney are actually not allowed, which is <laughs> that's right, yeah. more bullshit. But, yeah. Um, it is funny when, like, Collingwood's always in the conversation, but when they're the lead in the conversation, yeah, rarely do they, exactly. Yeah, they, always they never screens. really miss out. Yeah, um, it's very rare that they do miss out. Um, oh, I was going the other way there. Anyway, no, no, I gotta say they usually get them. They usually get uh, the men thereafter. Um, they fucked up a few times. Yeah, they're usually in a better position as well to sort of oh, worry about the resources. Going there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But they'll have to get rid of a few people. Interview, which should be interesting. Well, I think um, Asada's going to take care of a couple. <laughs> but, that, uh, that ought to do them. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, I still like to see Jesse White switch over to mixed martial arts. <laughs> God, he'd be the Wes Sims of mixed martial arts. <laughs> oh, I hope you can talk better than that. Um, okay, so we'll look at uh, round nineteen next week. Um, another, I think, a cracker Friday night. Adelaide hosting Richmond. Adelaide Richmond, yeah, that'll be a good game actually. Um, you reckon uh, after ch- without checking the milestones for Adelaide, um, you're going to tip Richmond? Yeah. I, well, I, you have to, but uh, on the back of a win against Hawthorne. Um, I was just banking on there's a milestone for Adelaide. That's all. <laughs> well, it was a shame. <laughs> it was Taylor, Taylor Walker's hundredth last week, so is 101 anything? Not really, is nah, it? No, not suppose that. Collingwood I mean, Carlton in the. It's a shame somebody has to win cup. Yeah, I mean. Sh- what else is on Saturday? What else am I doing that day? Oh, it might be, I don't know, mowing the lawns. Yeah, yeah, I'll be. I'll, I'll watch you mow your lawns. No, I'll be watching it just to see uh, how badly Greenwood goes. Somebody's got to win that game. It's going to be um, It's hard. going to be Collingwood. That's, yeah. Just because Carlton aren't, they don't want to win. I'd like to know what the lowest crowd for a Collingwood-Carlton game is um, yeah. in, in the last game 30 years. Yeah. Um, you won't have any trouble getting a pie, I'll tell you that much. No, there won't be much, uh, much trouble getting into the stadium. <laughs> Bulldogs versus Port Adelaide at Etihad Stadium. As a neutral, I'm tempted to go to this game. Yeah, actually, because they both play very good-looking football. Yeah, that might be the game that we hit up. And uh, with Port needing to win nearly every game to make finals, we still got to figure out how to way to to podcast on the way or even sneak <laughs> one into the footy. We'll we'll figure, we'll figure it out. We have to get, get a battery-operated like unit some stage. or a fucking um, Twitch or whatever those accounts are. We'll just live tweet or some bullshit. No, you can't get a tweet out of there. That's the only problem. I can. I'm on Vodafone. Everyone else left Vodafone <laughs> once <laughs> they went point. shit. That's a good point. Yeah, we need some sort of stream we can do from the ground because it's always the best the best angle. Will uh, Bulldogs get up at home, do you think? Yeah. I think Bulldogs just have too many options. Yeah, but I think if anyone... Port, uh, yeah. If I thought about, Port would match up pretty good against them with young running players. Yeah. It's attack versus attack, yeah, which is going to be yeah. great to watch. Yeah. If you had asked me at the start of the season, I would have hit Port. But uh, for my money, Western Bulldogs don't have uh, an equivalent starter, Robbie Gray, yeah. Yeah. but they've got probably four blokes nice who picks. aren't far off. Yeah. And yeah. I think these are the type of games where they're all played sort of in the current... Like, if, if you could, like, set, make an hourglass from goal to goal, yeah. that's the area yes. that it gets played in. Yeah. I hope so. It'll be a really attractive game to watch. So yeah, it's a good it, way of describing it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it's a retard fluke. Sometimes it just comes to you. <laughs> Most time you miss. An idiot savant. Sometimes you just hit the nail. Uh, Brisbane Lions versus Gold Coast for the Wooden Spoon yeah, Cup. I don't care. Um, it, 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 that's all we're deciding here is who gets the Wooden Spoon. What, yeah. what reason do you have to turn up? Like uh, The funny thing well, was that, that photo showed up of um, who was it doing the, the dance. It looked like he was just telling you to half suck it. 
I don't know which. Uh, I've rocked up on here. It'll, it'll come around again, I think, uh, for Frio. Anyway. Oh, w- Walters. Walters, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's got one in the one in the air and like one down here. Right. Okay. All right. Um, Brisbane Gold Coast podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Um, (laughs) Brisbane Gold Coast. I think Gold Coast only on the fact that they're playing less shit. Well, they they had a good game. They've got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And Benel's firing. I think Gold Coast as well, solely for the fact that Brisbane will have no idea what what to win, and they don't care if they do or not. They'll want the number one draft pick, and that's what they'll get if they lose this one. Yep. Geelong hosting Sydney. This one to me is going to be pretty interesting. Not I interesting enough so. to drive down to Fuck Geelong, yeah, no. but um, I think uh, it it matches up well. It it really does. Um, Geelong won. I won't say ugly, but um, they've won without extending themselves the last few weeks. Yeah. So it'd be good. Th- I think they'd appreciate coming up against a, a quality opponent, um, and you know they're just inside the eight, so they they need a win. And Sydney lose, they could. Uh, could they are they safe at, in fourth? No, they're not. They're not safe. I mean, their percentage is pretty good. But if they lose and the Bulldogs win, they could actually drop out of the top four. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll also be interesting because there'll be a fuck ton of media on that on that uh, because of the whole good saga. Yeah, and uh, the Geelong fans, they they could stick the boots in. So uh, you know, we we might hear of um, Bromwell Bishop commenting on it or something. I don't know. There'll be people who've never heard of AFL um, saying having an opinion on it. Well, why should things change from the way? Yeah, it is? Right. yeah that's exactly. Right. Um, West Coast Hawthorne. No, I think uh, you can tip that game first if you like. Oh, um, fuck that! I think Sydney. Um, their midfield's going to run over them. I'm going for Geelong as a roughy. Yeah, uh, I'm going for. I think Sydney will get over line in a boring as shit contest. Boring as shit contest. Yeah. It's Saturday night too. Um, nobody watching it because everyone's going to be watching West Coast hosting Hawthorne. Yo. I do think so too. Yeah. Um, well, look, you got, uh, what's it, second versus third? Uh, yep. Just about, yeah, 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 it is, right, second yeah. versus third. Um, the draw last week really helped West Coast um, in uh, cementing their top two. Um, it, yeah. It's as good as a... Uh, as good as a win for them. It's a handy point. Um, because as ridiculous as it sounds, their percentage was uh, actually the problem. Um, they're, what, 154, um, which is 10 points lower than Hawthorne. Yeah. But good thing is, look, they win this, that's it, they're done. They're top yep. two for the year. Um, the only argument is if they beat Frio, I think, uh, and Frio drop another one, they can get the minor premiership. But I mean, do you get anything for that? Like, you get a cup. The, uh, the you McClellan a, you get a trophy. But I mean, and, do you get any cash? That's what I'm saying. Do you, oh, the players, will they get anything out except for... It, it depends. I if your team's know. a bit shit, then you put out a T-shirt and uh, sell memberships based yeah. on minor premierships. But let's be honest. You win that, you don't win the flag, you're not celebrating. Nobody, <laughs> nobody ever has. Yeah. Yeah. So, St. Um, Kilda did. No, that was pre-season. Oh, they celebrated that too. That's at a draw, but um, so actually, if Hawthorne win that, do they go up to second? Or no. are they a game behind game uh, because of the draw. Yeah. They're half a game behind, or a game and a half behind. If they win it, they go half a game behind. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but look, you're hard tipped um, to pick against West Coast at home. Yep. Yeah. If you if you're betting real money, you'd have to go for West Coast at home. Uh, Melbourne hosting North Melbourne on the Sunday at the MCG. Good time for Melbourne. They're showing some signs, and this would be a good test for them. Well, they I saw the, the post-match, and Melbourne are confident. They're, uh, As they Hogan, should be. Jesse Hogan was talking about how, you know, this is the, a chance for us to get two in a row. Um, and look, uh, North, when they're flying, look great, and when they're struggling, they look terrible. So 
you just don't know. They could turn up, think they got it in the bag, and get fucking pumped. Especially with where North are on the ladder is seventh, and you know a lot of clubs breathing down their neck. They need to put one in, and they might need to get percentage as well. They need not to get percentage win, as well. Big. But you know Melbourne, if they play like they did this week, um, there's no pushover. But I'm still picking North. Yeah, I think North get over the line, but. It seems North have been playing at the level of their opponents. Recently. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, If North drop Jared Waite, I think we're in for a 10-goal win. A bit rough. He played his 200th like, mate, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the Josh Fraser, they call it. <laughs> 200th against his old club. Nah, fuck off. Um, and he had a good goal, actually. <laughs> GWS uh, hosting Essendon. Um, Essendon, do they bother showing up? Uh, yeah. Look... Did they bother coming home like we established before? Yeah, I think it's worth watching the first quarter of this because you see some good football from GWS, and then you can turn over to better homes and gardens or some shit because it's gonna it's gonna be boring as fuck no matter who wins. After that, I mean, from Essendon's perspective, you go to Sydney, you're halfway to Cairns. You know what I mean? Keep going, enjoy the summer, enjoy the winter. Fiji's just uh, a quick boat ride away. Just keep going. This is true. Um, I think Essendon might actually win just because it makes no sense, and that's the way things are gone. Yeah, uh, this year. Um, and if, if you're going to make no sense, all right, GWS, well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a GWS. I'll pick someone. And finally, uh, St Kilda hosting Frio, and Saints have beaten Frio the last couple of times. They're their bogey side. Yeah, which Saints to me, Eddie had have sort of got a little bit of yeah, a. Yeah, they're not bad there. Yeah, yeah which to me says they're going to get fucking smashed. Well, Frio need to um, to you know stamp out some of their demons. Yeah. Um, but if if Rue comes back for the Saints. Yeah, it could be a, a, a big one. He's for making him. a great three quarters for the Saints. If he comes back fit, then they look pretty good. If he, if he comes back because they need him back and he's not quite right, I reckon they'll get pumped. I, I reckon Rewalt's played half his career is not quite right. He's <laughs> always got a true niggle, enough, true enough, niggle somewhere, and he's always given his heart for him. Um, I think um, I don't think Saints are going to do it though. I, I yeah. can't believe they can be the massive upset over Frio three years in a row. Yeah, I think they'll put up an impressive fight for three quarters. I hope so. Do you reckon they'll rest five again? Nah. No. See, to me, it's an. Freo oh, need the win, but not enough to uh, to risk five. Uh, they might they might um, rest him again later in the year, but not two weeks in a row. You, you might give him the red jacket, but the thing is, it's form matters. Yeah. So exactly. you've got to keep like, in touch. You'd rather have him playing. I reckon you'd rather have him playing at let's say ninety percent than keep him out for two weeks. Would it be worth giving him the green vest just because you can guarantee the opposition coach could spend half their time looking at the bench, going, "Is he on yet? Is he on yet?" They'd be paranoid about when he comes on. You could do that, but you still might not get enough of a run out. You might yeah. still want him to, to have an impact and then say, all right, we can get off now. And Yeah, true enough. Or he could come on and cut it up for a quarter. I mean, you could play, could play half a game or something like that and you've got it in the bag. And... I think if you've got the Rolls Royce, you don't leave it in the shed. Yeah, exactly. Um, You've got, you got to put it out there and then you can yep. call it in uh, when you want to, like uh, Hawthorne did with Rioli last year in the grand final. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah everything's fine. All right, now you, now you come in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Frio. Frio? Yeah, yeah I Frio. Frio go there. And that'll just about cement top spot for them, I think. Yep. Um, all right, so that'll be round 19 uh, all done. Looks like yep. a good round, and I reckon we can probably get out to a couple of games. Yeah, hopefully we do. Yep, see you there. All right. Bye. See you next Tuesday.